Thanks for listening to this podcast of Bet MGM Tonight. Our show is live every weeknight from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern on Odyssey radio stations around the country, odyssey.com, as well as the Odyssey app. Joining us on the Roman guest line is our Odyssey NFL insider, Brian Baldinger. Brian always scores in the end zone, especially in first quarters, unlike the Saints, who have gone seven straight games without a first quarter touchdown. Brian, thanks for joining the show. Well, uh, happy holidays. It's good to be with everybody. Thanks for having me. Of course. Thank you for joining us. And, Baldy, we got to talk about it. I heard a little birdie told me that you guys are calling, uh, you will be calling the Colts game against the Raiders upcoming. Is that is that a fact? That is, that's accurate, true, and it has, in fact, I just got done watching the Raiders take the Broncos apart. Just texted Max Crosby. Um, no, I'm, I'm excited about this game on Sunday because the Raiders, uh, they fought hard, played well. And uh, kept themselves in, you know, their playoff hopes and dreams alive right now. All right, so that's going to be a good one to watch because, of course, right now at BetMGM, the Colts are favored by seven and a half points. Now, the Colts have been a monster as well after that game, of course, against the – who did they – oh, they took down the Patriots and they come yeah. back and they continue to roll oh. now. Um, the total is 44 and a half in that game. But seven and a half feels like a lot because, like you said, the, the Raiders stayed alive – what do you feel about both teams heading into this matchup? It is in Indianapolis where that, that Colts team plays better. What, what What's just your assessment of this game that you will be having to call here soon? Well, I don't know if anybody – I mean, the Kansas City Chiefs are playing great, but the Colts are playing great football. I mean, they went – you know, they went in on Christmas night to Arizona, and they just – you know, they wiped them up with four backup offensive linemen. Didn't make a difference. Jonathan Taylor still ran for over 100. Carson made one of the great throws you'll see anybody make this year to Desmond Patman to put that game away. And defensively, they played without their best player, Darius Leonard. They had a backup. E.J. Speed stepped in, led the team in tackles. You know, all that stuff says when, you know, all these different guys can step in and step up, and you don't miss a beat is this is a deep and a well-coached team. And that's who the Colts are right now. I, I think the seven-and-a-half, you know, line is, is probably pretty fair. Baldy, what happened to the Chargers? <laughs> Uh, they throw these stinkers every once in a while. I don't have the answer yet because I haven't really studied it close enough. But, you know, it always starts with the offense. And when the offense doesn't perform well, uh, this team doesn't perform well. It, the quarterback and the receivers, they, they have to really take charge. I saw the Houston Texans three weeks ago. It was about as bad a football team as I had seen, uh, about as bad a performance. Maybe Jacksonville yesterday was worse. But it was it was a bad it was a bad looking team, and so to lose to a team like that, the only thing I could tell, without really studying it hard yet, is they just didn't prepare hard enough. Like they just thought that you know that they just have to throw the football out there and they'll go win the game. And the Texans, they continue to play hard. I give them credit, and it was an embarrassing performance. You know, it's interesting because like this roster is really good. It's good mm-hmm. defensively. Like you've got yeah. a Bosa, like one of the key pieces yeah. of getting a good defense is either a Bosa or a Watt, right? You've got yeah. Der- Derwin James, you've got playmakers yeah. in the secondary outside of just Derwin. Like you've got a, a decent O-line, like, but this defense has been so bad at stopping the run, like to allow Rex Burkhead to become like, Derrick Henry was sort of stunning, and they've been bad at that all year. But is this a a scheme thing? Is this a coaching thing? Mm. Because it doesn't feel like it's a roster thing. Well, they it's it's it, it's not week to week. They don't play poorly week to week like that defensively. Now Rex Burkhead's got great quickness. 
It's the reason why he was part of two Super Bowl championship, you know, Patriot teams. And he's getting a chance. I mean, all these, you know, when you look at the Houston Texan roster, they, they look like they're an expansion team. I mean, they just got players, you know, plucked from every single team in the league. And yeah. they just sort of have uh, aggregated there in Houston. And uh, they've, they've come together under David Culley. But I, I think the I think when I look at the the Chargers play defense, I, I wouldn't say they're a terrible run defense. I would just say I mean, that, they're the worst in the league. Yeah, well, I mean, I know stats say that they give up a lot of yards in some games. Some games, you know, nobody can run on them. Yeah, I, I've seen both. You know, the Giants couldn't run on me. I've seen I've seen different teams not be able to move the ball on them. But it's not every week. But yeah. yes, at the end of the season, they're going to give up a lot of big runs like they did yesterday, and those add up. And that's why your stats get screwed a little bit like mm. that. But they also don't have big people inside. They don't have 340-pound, you know, Michael Pierce's and Dexter Lawrence's and Fletcher Cox's. They don't have those kind of people inside. And so I think that's a roster thing. Mm. Baldy, um, I got to ask you about this Buffalo Bills team. They came out there and had a really good showing against the Patriots. They went 33-21. to 21. We were talking about this on the show, like – this team has needed a run game. And now after that Tampa game, like the second half of that Tampa game a few weeks ago, they started going a lot of power run with Josh Allen. Now he is essentially their full-time running back. He had 64 yards last night or yesterday on 12 carries, averaging five and a half yards per touch. Is that sustainable for this Buffalo Bills team? Like a rushing offense means a lot, of course, but your quarterback is now at 22. He's really young. He's a solid guy. But how sustainable is that for a team that has real Super Bowl aspirations that your quarterback is your main point of attack on the ground? Mm, well, they're, they're trying to run the ball. I mean, Devin Singletary and Zach Moss carried it yesterday. The week before, uh, Singletary had 22 carries. They're trying to bounce it up a little bit. Josh is just so good, you know. Like, yeah. you know, like uh, fourth and one play. Yeah, I know you watch it. Fourth and one, he runs that, that bootleg fake. And the Patriots sitting there waiting on him. There's Jamie Collins and there's J.C. Jackson. They're all sitting there waiting on the bootleg. And he just makes them all miss. And then he runs over Devin McCourty to safety for eight yards. Um, you know, he's just at 25 yards. He scrambles up the middle. And he jumps right over Devin McCourty on that one. Uh, he's just such a talented runner. And he's such a great creator out there on the edge. And whether it was a touchdown to Dawson Knox or a third and ten throw to Stephon Diggs, he's just creative when he gets outside in the perimeter, just, um, you know, I don't know if you guys remember, but he reminded me of, like, Ernie DiGregorio the other day. Mm -hmm. Just a great point guard action. Now, Baldy, uh, I want to talk about – I'm an Oregon fan, uh, so I went to the I went to Oregon. Steelers are now allowing their O-line coach, Adrian Clem, to head to yep. college um, where he's going to join Dan Lanning at Oregon. How unusual is that move for an NFL coach to leave a team – like the Steelers, which is known for their continuity under the Roonies, to go to college? And what does that say about what is going on with the Steelers, if anything? Yeah, you know, it's a good question because I thought about that today when I heard about it. I know Adrian a long time since he was a player to Hawaii. And, you know, the fact is the, the line has not gotten better. I mean, they got destroyed by the Chiefs yesterday. So I think when Tomlin saw this and he sees, you know, Ben having no time to throw and Najee Harris constantly having to make people miss in the backfield – He's like, go. You know, you want to go to Oregon? Go. You know, we'll, we'll, we've got somebody else we'll step in. We'll, we'll fix this thing. But you, like, maybe he just doesn't think Adrian is the guy. I mean, he's only been there a couple of years. And so he, he certainly – you can't say that Adrian Clem has made the group better. 
And so I think that was part of it. Like, okay, you got whispers about going to Oregon, get out of here, go. We see Belichick, see, you know, guys want to go, go. Just don't come back. Don't let the door hit you when you leave. <laughs> I, th- I think it's kind of like that right now. And I, I think it probably feels a little bit like that. So it's unusual, it is. But, you know, they're not playing well up front and haven't all year. We're joined now by Brian Baldinger, our Odyssey NFL insider on the Roman guest line. Um, Brian, let's talk about the Dallas Cowboys and the Washington football team. Now, everybody's going to be making comments about the punch that was thrown on the bench between Allen and Deron Payne. And those guys, you know, as, as much as anything, they come from very prestigious, a prestigious school, which they expect to win games and be competitive. And, you know, it's not the first time they fought before their brothers. We've all been there before. But what do you take away from just like the direction of Washington in general? Um, a lot of players and well, coaches as well, former coaches and former players have taken shots at maybe uh, Coach Rivera's lack of emotion on the sidelines and just feeling like this team has given up or doesn't have a sense of direction. And on the, on the flip side, you look at Dallas now – getting some momentum and a much-needed output from all aspects of the football field uh, yesterday and just that demolishing of Washington in primetime? Well, my initial reaction when I saw it was, well, why don't you just throw the punch on the field? Like, hit somebody. Yeah. You know, don't let Dallas just steamroll you the way they did. You know, look, I, I'm, I, I would defend Ron Rivera. Um, they won the division last year, uh, almost won a playoff game against Tampa. I would defend Ron Rivera every way possible. I mean, they're without some of their best players. I mean, some teams can handle that. They can't. They don't have enough firepower. And that's why they, on the first play, they threw the ball to Terry McLaurin. You know, they got intercepted by Trayvon Diggs, but they're like, let's try to get the ball to our best player, try to get a big play. I mean, they've gone through quarterbacks. They've gone through tight ends. Uh, everybody in the offensive line has gotten hurt at one time or another this year. So, I mean, they're just a depleted roster. Chase Young, you know, uh, you know, Montez Sweat, they've all been out. And so it's just depleted right now. And it's just, you know, it's, it just all fell apart. But, you know, take nothing away from Dallas. They've got great defensive talent. They've got great speed, playmakers. Um, they made a lot of those things. Tank Lawrence, Randy Gregory, Micah. I mean, they just got some great young players. And they played out of their minds yesterday. And, it, you know, I mean, it's 42-7 to in the second quarter. You just don't see that in the NFL. Yeah, that was wild. Um, quick, Quickly, Baldy, uh, Seahawks going to be finishing last in the NFC West, first time since 96. They asked Pete Carroll, do you guys need to reset? He says no. What says you? <laughs> I think they need a reset. You know, I mean, they, this was a terrible season. It wasn't because Russell just got hurt and missed time for the first time. I mean – the fact is, is since they signed Russell to a big, huge contract, which the quarterbacks get and earn, they haven't been able to field a, a really good defense, you know, where they're just filled in in all these different spots. I think they made a mistake with Jamal Adams. Yeah. They haven't been able to build a real solid offensive line the way other teams in the division has. Uh, they've gone through offensive coordinators now trying to cater to Russell Wilson. There seems to be a real split between what Pete Carroll wants to do and what Russell Wilson wants to do, I think that's real. And so I, I, it looks like it, it's in need of a reset to me. Brian Baldinger, one-word answer really quickly. Last time we talked to you, you said the Patriots were your favorite to win it all. Have things huh. changed? And if so, who's yeah. your team? Uh, it's hard to bet against Kansas City right now. Kansas City or Green Bay, either one of those teams, it's hard to bet against them. My God. He's playing that well right now. We can't bet against you, our Odyssey NFL insider. Thank favorite. you, Baldy, for everything that You're you do. you my favorite, Baldy. You are our favorite. Have a great call this weekend. Okay. Yep. Baldy's breakdown. He's probably like rushing out the phone. Like I'm going back to the basement. Like can they? It's been 15 minutes. We need to go break down some more film. I just love him. Yeah. I just do. Yeah. Just text Max Crosby. Just 
What are you guys running Just here? casual. Just casual. Yep. Jimmy G, what, what are, we, are you playing this week or not? I'm not going to tell anybody. I'm not Ian Rappaport. What are you guys doing this week? Just want to let you guys know that what they call them, the Trey area. Trey area. Trey area. I was like, holy, they want him. Like, Uh you're talking about people in the Bay that are media members that are done with Jimmy G. He's been okay. Like I said during the broadcast, uh, during our show, when it was me and Chase, I was like, listen, (laughs) if I was dating Jimmy G. Nick is never coming back. Never. I literally said, if I was, if I was dating Jimmy G, I would literally, I would, I would, heckle him mercilessly about his noodle arm until he just did bicep curls and shoulder presses with his throwing arm for the rest of his life until he started throwing 60-yard bombs. Well, That's me. There you go. Tristan's heckling her her spouse, her mate, her partner. Tony I Robbins over here. Could never, could never date Tristan. She'd heckle me about my noodle arm. And then cheat on you.